We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. What is up, Chiefs Kingdom? We are here for an emergency live show. As we were hopping off the Outside the Trenches podcast, the news came through uh, that the Chiefs are making a a trade. This first report comes from, let's see if I can find it here, Jordan Schultz, Kadarius Tony to the Chiefs, a source tells the score. Chiefs trade their conditional third-round pick to sixth and sixth-round pick. To the Giants, I believe that uh, that's been since amended on what the compensation was. Here to join me is Maddie Lane to give our live reactions to the Chiefs trading for Giants wide receiver Kadarius Tony. Drop your comments in the comment section. <laughs> give us your thoughts. We'll throw them up on screen. Maddie, how are you doing? I I was I was on eight ten sports radio. We are just wrapping up a segment on eight ten, and then I saw the tweet and I ignored it because it coming from Jordan Schultz who. It did break this news and, you know, he has been very good at his job, but there's also been times where it hasn't been entirely accurate. So I was just waiting. I was waiting for confirmation and then it trickled in. And so like, yeah, there's live reaction happening on the radio and it was just like slowly news coming in. And so now we know we're here. Uh, the chiefs have traded for Kadarius Tony and wow, that was my reaction was, wow. I, uh, trying to, trying to get all the pieces that's put together. Something like just quickly, you go jump to see what he's done in the NFL. Right. Not much of anything. Now he was a first round pick only a year and a half removed from being such. So trading, you know, a third and a sixth round pick on the surface of that looks pretty good, but the guy has done very minimal at the NFL level. Even in college, he wasn't productive until he was a senior and older than everybody else. So it's just, it's an interesting move for a oft injured player that has not proven a whole lot on the football field, whether it's in college or the NFL at this point in time. I see a lot of comments in the comment section. Thank you guys for uh, for commenting uh, and leaving your thoughts and reactions. Make sure to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Uh, as if there is more news when we get closer to the trade deadline, we will be live breaking it down like we are here. A lot of people in the in the comment section, Maddie, saying punt returner one. This is from Kyle Coffey. Um, it's an that's kind of some of a lot of people's first reactions. But when you start to dive in deeper, Maddie, what did you find? He hasn't returned that many kicks and punts, guys. Uh, he right. just really hasn't. Even going back to college, he was a good returner in terms of like kick and punt return average, but he still, his most returns on punts in a year was 11 as a senior. And then he had seven kick returns that year. He didn't really return that much at Florida. So, okay, you say maybe in the NFL he did. For the Giants, if I remember right, I don't think he returned at all. And if it was, it was just one here or there. I'm trying to search through to make sure I find it here. Yeah, one punt return with the Giants. Mm. I don't, I do not understand the belief that he's going to come in right away and be a punt returner. Can he? Sure. Absolutely. It's quite possible. He's a great in the open field, explosive, dynamic player. 
but that's also kind of what Sky Moore is. Kadarius Tony's probably better at that, right. but we've seen the issue with Moore isn't the actual running of the returns, it's the receiving of them. Kadarius Tony doesn't have that much more experience doing it, so I don't know if that's like the thing that we put in bold at the top of this this acquisition list. Information is still coming in from this trade, obviously. Just came through. Uh, leave your comments in the comment section below in the chat. We'll make sure that we throw them up there. Uh, but I believe, you know, this is kind of a, a shocking move and from my point. I didn't really see the Chiefs going out and, and grabbing a, a wide receiver, but they do. They end up getting uh, Kadarius Tony from the New York Giants. An interesting tweet here I found from Field Yates. Kadarius Tony is under contract through 2024 with a 2025 team option as well. His salary and cap hit for the next three years is uh, the rest of this year, 748000 1.9 million, 2.5 million for 2024. And Maddie, you mentioned this off the top. Availability is the best ability. That necessarily hasn't been the case for Kadarius Tony. He's missed 12 games already. Uh, and and that's kind of a, an issue that we're going to have moving forward. But a lot of people I see in the comments here, Steve, I mean, we got a lot of comments running through here in the chat, but uh, I, I saw somebody uh, bring in a thought of like, maybe this is a long-term play. Do you think that this is more of a long-term play than a 2023 play? That makes uh, the most sense, right? You're looking at the Chiefs wide receiver room right now. Only two guys are under contract going forward. That's MVS, Sky Moore. Sky Moore, as of now, hasn't done a whole lot at the NFL level either. MVS, they haven't, they technically can get out of the contract after this year, but very much so after next year. So Kadarius Tony does come into a very light wide receiver room next year. And even more than that, McCole Hardman is not under contract next year. He's his contract's right. over. He's probably hitting free agency. You are looking for a way to come in and replace a lot of what he does. I think that's the most direct one-to-one replacement of usage that Tony, that makes the most sense. The jet sweeps wide receiver screens. That's the stuff that Tony's actively good at. So looking at the future in that regard, it 100% makes sense to have a guy like him on board. If you have to replace McCole Hardman going forward. Absolutely. And we got somebody else that's going to join the conversation here. That is BJ Kissel, uh, <laughs> founder and uh, all things. We just got off a show, BJ. I was saying this at the top. We literally just got off a show and then the Chiefs make a move. What kind of timing is that? It was intentional. I think Jordan Schultz yeah. was waiting for our show to end uh, in the last question saying, do you expect them to make a move? It's like, ah, probably not. But if they do, it's definitely going to be edge rusher. Uh, <laughs> and then they come on and, uh, and they make a move on the offensive side of the ball. And you know, when, when things like this happen, guys, I know you're talking very, I caught the tail end of uh, what you guys are talking about and being realistic about everything. But I just look at it as if Andy Reid wants uh, another toy to play with, wants another athletic dude that can get out in space. I'm going to be all in with this, with these kinds of moves. I, the competition to me is a lot, but the more you dissect it, and I saw a tweet from uh, KP show, uh, an old buddy, and he was having a conversation with Ben Solak. So I don't want to steal this as my own Maddie, but I know you were just mentioning it that, that the fact that McColl is a free agent after this year and the fact that Sky Moore, um, not that he's not coming along. We have not had enough time with Sky Moore of seeing him to know that, but it's insurance with Sky Moore and it's insurance with the situation of McColl, maybe not getting extended, not bringing back, that they really don't have a lot of guys and skill position players on the offensive side of the ball at wide receiver or whatever you want to call him beyond this year under contract besides MVS and Sky Moore. That's it. Juju's a free agent. McCall Hardman's a free agent. Justin Watson, for what he's done, is a free agent. So uh, you get this guy, you get a talent like that. Andy Reid's going to figure out a way to utilize him. He's young. Can it? You're not going to get a talent like this in the third round with that Ryan Poles pick, that compens- compensatory pick. So Andy Reid wants this guy. Brett Veach wants this guy. Uh, this is a Brett Veach kind of move, an underrated or underperforming top pick that you can get for less value. Uh, now it's about can they make it work? And then the insurance with McColl being a free agent and Sky Moore's development, especially as a punt returner. I know you guys are just talking. He hasn't done it a lot. Um yeah. We've seen what Sky Moore is doing right now. If they don't want to give that to McColl, maybe Kadarius, whether it's this year, later in the year, or in future years, can develop into that role because the explosiveness, all of that stuff has been there. Unless that's completely gone away during his time in New York, uh, there's there's a lot to be intrigued about with this move. I want to add a new tweet here from Tom Pelissero that just came across. New Chiefs wide receiver Kadarius Tony's contract is fully guaranteed for about $5.2 million through 2024 plus a fifth-year option. 
So the Giants get that money off their books and pick up a third and six round picks while KC bets on the upside of the 20th overall pick in the 2021 draft. Ken Swanson tweeted out your guys' grade on Kadarius Tony um, from the 2021 draft guide. Make sure you go check that out at Kent underscore Swanson. It feels like that there's a lot of talent here. Uh, and if he can stay on the field, it could be a very good move for the future. It's kind of where I've, I've come to my thought process on the trade that it could be a very good uh, move for the future could be good for the guy's career too to get out of New York and and get into a system like Andy Reid's system. But Matty, I'm curious, kind of your thoughts. His his home his first game is going to be you know Chiefs are on a bye week this week obviously so his first game is going to be that Sunday night football game against the Titans. How much do we see him in that game? Well, and I think the first hurdle is what's his health at right now because he hasn't right. played. I mean, since September right now, and this was an issue we had last year. And if you go back to the off season and look through, and I am not in any kind of negative way, but there was a lot of rumors that some people in the Giants building didn't think the injuries were as serious as they were in terms of making him miss that much time. Now he came back and he started the season, but then he hasn't played since September. So has he been held out while healthy or is there something lingering right now? So like the first thing we have to do is make sure he passes the physical and then he gets out here and starts to get incorporated. I mean, I've seen Andy Reid take guys that are a lot less athletic than Kadarius Tony and find a way to get them the ball in very efficient ways very quickly. Hey, sorry to interrupt today's podcast, but I have to tell you about Liquid Death. And if you've been listening to us and our podcast here, you know already that there is a kind of strange looking water brand out there. It looks like some tall boys of beer in that bottled water section. You can find it at your Walmart, your Target. You're walking through there. You see cases of this weird looking canned water you're like what is going on here you can't help but check it out uh but it might look like beer i know they got the white cans the gold tops so kind of look a little bit like miller light uh but you get up close to it you see this rad looking can there's a skull like melting off of it pretty gnarly and it makes you feel cool when you crack open one of those tall boys and maybe your 9 a.m meeting with your co-workers and like hey cracking open a beer nope just a, a, a canned bottled water I mean, you can't even call it bottled water canned water fresh mountain spring water from the alps it's available in three ways that's still that's sparkling and flavored sparkling water as well with three different flavors of that sparkling water and it's called liquid death why is it called liquid death well they're brutally murdering your thirst and in the process they're trying to brutally murder plastic pollution as well listen i hate plastic pollution i know you hate plastic pollution Got to save the turtles. Got to get these infinitely recyclable tall boy aluminum cans. Uh, that's what you can do with the with these uh, liquid death cans. You recycle them. They use them again to make more liquid death cans. Um, it's it's a genius process. Not only are they doing their best with recycling, reduce, reuse, recycle. You know everything that we learned in elementary school. But they're also donating ten percent of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. Uh, great cause there. You can feel good while looking cool with your liquid death listen i love liquid death i drink all three of their flavors the berry one is my favorite the lime one is also phenomenal and the mango one's not bad either i'm not a huge mango flavored guy but i really like the mango flavor uh that they have at liquid death it's in a really cool like all gold can too so they got all gold all um all, all green for the lime because that's the colors of limes and a silver can for the berry one and i really enjoy liquid death uh make sure you go out give it a try if you don't want to just try the still water try the sparkling water it's better than some of the other sparkling water uh, companies out there um it, it is actually good sparkling water so you can trust me and here's what you gotta do go get liquid death at your local target walmart or 7-eleven or you can find a liquid death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash kcsn that's liquiddeath.com slash kcsn I, talk, I want to ask you, I want to go back to this. So what did you say his contract was for the next couple of years? Yeah, I think it's a, a $5 like, million fully guaranteed is what it is. 5.2 through 2024 plus a fifth year option. And I retweeted something from Field Yates, what I thought was really interesting. A salary cap for the rest of the season, 784000 Doesn't yeah. make a huge dent this year. They still have some cap to make some room, but not a huge contract overall. So you're looking at $5 million over the next couple of seasons. I mean, that's right. Two averaging out to two and a half million dollars a year is what you would pay a third, uh, third down running back. I mean, you looking back to the contracts that like Sharkandrick West and Spencer Ware got, they were getting like three million dollars a year. So you're paying a talent like this money to be a solid, but I mean, your solid special teamers will get four to five million dollars a year. 
So from a contract standpoint, it makes all the sense in the world to take an upside on a player like this with this skill set. How many plays do we really need to see from him down the stretch or even in the playoffs? He makes one big play in each playoff game financially. It's worth it. Like you scheme up some plays and we know Andy Reid can get guys open. You know, the screen game, the different things that they're doing. This is putting more stress on a defense, on a player you have to worry about and you can't give him too much space. Similar in that Tyreek couldn't be given space in defensive coordinators trying to figure out how can we keep bodies around him so they don't have too much space to make a play. I don't think we need to see 100-yard games from this guy for it to be worth it. We need some big plays and some big moments, and Andy Reid knows how to dial up that better than anyone in the league. Absolutely, and I think, BJ, when you came on and you made the point, just another another toy for Andy Reid to play with. It's another toy for Patrick Mahomes, too, and we talk about that a lot as you like to give, like a kid on Christmas, you want to give Patrick Mahomes a new toy to play with almost every year. Uh, but his impact could be huge. I'd uh, love to see him stay healthy, love to see him pass that physical. Uh, I, I'm curious, BJ, your thoughts on the compensation. We talked about it a little bit. Conditional third-round yeah. pick, a sixth-round pick. I think uh, it, it evens out to about a fifth-round pick is what somebody was saying uh, that I saw. I'll have to find that tweet again, but I think that's about where it levels out. What are your thoughts on that compensation? I don't think it's – it's kind of shocking now just looking at it because we've been talking about giving up picks for like an edge rusher and a right. position that people would think would be uh, more valuable to the team right now. But, you know, to me this – signifies like they weren't going to give Odell Beckham Jr. a certain amount of money for a half a year rental or whatever that was going to end up being. Now you've got a more explosive player at this point in his career, not as good of a receiver. I mean, we're not making that kind of comparison, but a more explosive receiver, to your point, under contract beyond this year for two years for a total of $5 million. This The value is absolutely there if they can get him on the field. And to get him on the field, he's going to make enough plays just with his pure athleticism that I think that will warrant the contract. It's just, for me, it's the draft picks um, compared to mentally, we were all thinking defensive, defense, defense, especially yeah. edge rusher. Frank Clark's got a couple games suspension with the trade deadline coming up. That part of it surprised me a little bit, um, knowing that it's a couple of picks, but again, it's the compensatory pick for Ryan Poles uh, and then that sixth round. So um, I think this is going to be one of those, we're going to overanalyze it. And then the second that he gets an open space and puts, puts up like a 40 yard, uh, play and sh- shows the burst we're gonna be like oh well all right well that makes sense then uh yeah. so i i know that there's there's a lot of defensive coordinators around the league that are probably a little worried that are playing the chiefs coming up just being like man if they can get him if he can be on the field and if they can stay healthy andy Reid and brett veach and then may have just pulled something off but there's there's a big right. if here with health and his ability to pick up the offense it's going to be a package play kind of deal um with him he's not going to be an everyday uh every down guy out there getting it but if he could develop even to a solid special teams player from a financial standpoint it it fits and you're not going to get a talent like that uh in the third round in any draft right absolutely thank you guys for watching make sure to hit that like button hit the subscribe button if you are enjoying the content let us know in the chat if you like the trade your thoughts on the trade and and one of these these comments here is uh as we bring maddie lane back on uh he's got his internet figured out (laughs) as what it looks like here uh but i I want to bring up i want to bring up this uh this uh, comment here from Jerry Jones. How much cap is left for other moves? It was estimated the Chiefs had just under the $4 million. Uh, now, as I read from Field Yates, it's only about $784,000 uh, for uh, Kadarius Tony this season. Chiefs still have a little bit of extra cap space. I, I'm not sure how much they can really mess with or, or play with when it comes to that department. Uh, but now this has, has happened. Do you expect, Maddie? I, I want to know your thoughts. Do you expect the Chiefs to make any more trades? Do I expect it? No. I think it would be kind of hard to expect it right now. I will say, if for some reason a McCole Hardman traded away comes after this, the move would make a lot more sense to me because of the overlapping nature of these two guys and their roles. Mm-hmm. And if you are able to recoup either draft picks if it's involving a veteran defensive end that might be able to help you this year like I would enjoy that line of thinking but would I expect it absolutely not like the Chiefs are not a big mid-season moves kind of team they like to have everybody get in get on the same page so even a move this big by itself I think was more than I would have anticipated this year so a second one to follow it I would I would be pretty shocked but like I said that's the one thing I got my eye on right now is just do they plan on keeping all of the wide receivers that they have right now 
EJ, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I caught the tail end of it. I was trying to pick up Kadarius Tony in my fantasy league real fast. <laughs> swear to God, swear to God, he's already he's already on a team. Somebody uh, somebody had had held on to him uh, from the draft, but what? but yeah, I I'd be really interested to know like you know McCole Hardman's thoughts right now, uh, yeah. being his skill set and kind of his he was already going to be a really interesting. Um, you know, contract situation on how much would they value what he's bringing to the offense right now from a, you know, he hits free agency. What kind of contract does he get? Uh, be really interesting to see what that looks like. But uh, again, if you look at the money, they don't have to, it doesn't have to be a McCall Hardman replacement because you're paying him what you would pay a really good special teams returner or even just a, right. an average veteran yeah. returner. And I mean, two and a half million dollars over two years. I mean, $5 million, two and a half million dollars a year that's what you pay like an average veteran special teams player. So if he can get out there and find a role on offense and maybe work his way into, you know, returning punts or returning kicks or all that with his skill set, then it's even more value. But, um, you know, I, I think that it's more of a, it's more of a gamble and I don't think it's a very calculated gamble with his skill set. It's not a lot of money. The picks is where it kind of, it's weird for me to give up a third round pick uh, for a player like this, but, um, you're not going to get a talent like this. You're not going to get a skill set like that. And if they can develop him, if he can make six to 10 plays over the next two and a half years, I mean, the contract will, will validate that. And I don't think, again, we're going to find a player with that burst, that explosiveness. If you're looking at the best case scenario, you can't find that guy in the third round. There's no doubt about that. And giving up a couple mid round picks. Uh, yes, they're valuable, but you know, getting a guy like that in open space against the Bills in a playoff game where he picks up a key 35, 40-yard play, no one's going to think twice about a couple mid-round picks, and the money makes sense anyway. So, Yep. Uh, Tom Pelissaro tweeted out, uh, Chiefs got two, thir- two third-round compensatory picks for losing Ryan Poles to the Bears' GM job. They turned one of them plus a six-rounder into a former first-round pick, Kadarius Tony. We've been talking about that, who has been sidelined with a hamstring injury. And for clarity, just want to clarify this up. Both picks Kansas City sent to the Giants are in 2023. They're all both this year picks. Mm-hmm. And the third-rounder is not conditional. It's a compensatory. Um, so I think the initial language around it was conditional. It's a compensatory third-round. Uh, it is that that Ryan Pulse pick is what it is. Uh, just for just for clarifications, if you're just tuning in, Kansas City Chiefs traded for Kadarius Tony, uh, con- not conditional, a uh, <laughs> third round, a comp- compensatory third round in a six round pick for Kadarius Tony to the New York Giants. Uh, Patrick Williams have another weapon to play with. He tweeted out a gif of the Rock. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this on Twitter. He tweeted out a gif of the Rock smiling. Um, so listen, if Pat's happy, I'm going to be happy. Um, that's just kind of how I like to uh, operate. Um, but yeah, it seems like, uh, a, a lot of mixed re- reactions to, uh, this trade. I think at first my reaction was kind of confused. Um, but as we kind of talk, as, as we've talked through it, hopefully we've kind of helped you guys, uh, maybe rationalize it a little bit more, understand the reasoning behind Brett Veach, Andy Reid and company with the, the amount of years they still have on Kadarius Tony. Kind of, you look at the wide receiver room too. Not a lot of years left on those contracts in that wide receiver room. So hopefully, this brings some stability into uh, the uh, into that that receiver room as well. And we're getting into that time where trade deadline fast quickly approaching. November the first Tuesday, I believe it's at three p.m. Central time is when the deadline is. They really need to have them in by Halloween on Monday. Uh, so to make the league know. Uh, Robert Quinn was traded. I know we've had a lot of talks about defensive ends here about in Kansas oh, City. It seems like that's every year. It's uh, it's defensive end. They need to trade for a defensive end. Uh, not a ton on the market. We'll also have that conversation uh, with Joshua Briscoe. We talk about a little bit more defensive ends in, in particularly on our, our KCSN update. But, um, yeah, I think yes. that – go ahead. No, I just want to bring this up because I think this is a this is a good point. I saw this on Twitter. Is there a way that you ever look at this – even if it it doesn't work, if he doesn't get on the field, doesn't stay healthy, whatever it is, can you look at this and be like, man, they they failed big time here. It's not a lot of money. It's a couple mid-round pick. The third-round pick, if you get it right, is valuable, but you're taking a shot at a talent that you have under control, uh, under contract for two and a half years. Is there a scenario here in which we're going to be complaining that this move really set us back in any kind of way? I don't think it'll set there's no chance for it to set the team back per se like right there's even if he even if he doesn't play a down for the Chiefs because he can't get on the field or whatever you're not going to be set back by losing a compensatory pick in the third round and a sixth round yeah. pick no, 
Yeah, one of them's a top 100 pick, and the Chiefs have had found plenty of value right around there. So I guess the only thing you do is you look at what you potentially missed out on. Tucker had a great point, and you know you don't know if the Chiefs were interested or weren't. Robert Quinn went for a fourth round pick, and we'll see yeah. what he does with the Eagles. But like you're just going to be sitting here if Tony doesn't work out, thinking, well, what could they have got for a third round pick instead of him that maybe would have made more sense for the team, but nothing tangible that will be a huge negative. It's just a matter of what else could it potentially have been used on instead? This Tucker, Mike, sorry, did you see this? I know that the Bears ate a little bit of Robert Quinn's contract as well. They did. How much of did that did they eat? And would the Chiefs even have been able to do that with their cap situation? And I don't, I don't know. I'm asking. If I remember correctly, the, the Eagles, have. it was like roughly a million, a little over a million that they had to pay. They are not okay. paying hardly any of it. And they, I, the Chiefs would have been able to afford it if the Bears ate the same amount. Okay. It's again, it's like if the Chiefs wanted to give up, I, I wonder if they're asking price. They just went to him like, we'll give you a fifth. Because again, it's a 34-year-old pass rusher. How much for a year? How much are you really wanting to give up? We talk about Kadarius Tony a little bit more, a uh, little bit more team control on Kadarius Tony that you can feel a little bit more comfortable with giving up a third and a sixth round for about four, three or four more years of control than maybe just a one-year rental on Robert Quinn. I definitely see the reasoning there. Um, now, would I have probably given up a fourth for Robert Quinn? Probably, but I'm not an NFL GM, so I can't make that decision. Um, I, I thought uh, I saw a funny comment here from Caleb Cassidy. Uh, don't we have like 15 picks this year? Who cares? Um, we have 12. 12. I, 12? I, I yeah. caught that up at the end. Well, probably not now. Uh, 10 now. But uh, we still have a lot, of, a lot of picks in Kansas City uh, for the NFL draft. Um, no, no worries. I'm sure that the, the Chiefs will make picks when the draft is in Kansas City. Don't, no worry about that. I'm going to scare fans higher... real quick. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just want to scare gonna... fans real quick. My longest lasting memory of Kadarius Tony was at the senior bowl, watching him field and drop punt after punt. I just, it was in the wind and he wasn't fully like, it wasn't like a special teams thing, but they were just punting and he was right in front of us. And he was just dropping punt after punt when he was just fielding them during practice at the senior bowl in Mobile, Alabama, just, you know, lob that out there for everybody. I'm going to flip side for the, for the Kool-Aid drinkers on the other side is that I don't, envision a it's a much higher likely scenario that people are asking how in the hell did the chiefs get a talent like that for five million dollars and only giving up a couple <laughs> mid-round picks i rather than man this really set them back you know it would take mm -hmm. a third round pick that they gave up you know the the compensatory pick somebody being drafted or some player that everyone loved two years later that player being an all pro and tony never having made a player worked out in a big high leverage situation for it right. to be an actual scenario of like man they really screwed up because if they had kept that pick and maybe taken that guy and maybe developed him the same way i just you can't get a talent like this and a skill set like that so this the more you think about it this is very much a brett re or see brett veach um, type of move uh, to get a talent and athleticism like that, not paying a lot and giving up some mid-round picks. Yeah, I know that there's some, uh, I think overall, I just saw this come through from Peter Schrager. Uh, for New York, new GM, new head coach, Tony wasn't their guy. For the Chiefs, a third-round pick was a compensation for Ryan Poles, and the six will be late. Still have a one, two, three, two fours, a five, a six, and a seven in the 2023 draft. Good money to he digs it for both sides. I think it does kind of make sense. Kent Swanson also just retweeted out the, the picks that the Chiefs have uh, in, in this draft. So still have plenty of draft capital. Don't worry about that, Chiefs Kingdom. Uh, there's going to be plenty of draft capital. And I think, BJ, you make a really good point about yeah, the, the control is just a good thing. And it's just – there's just a – I just feel like it's a, it's kind of a as, – as someone who likes to sports bet, right – this seems like a very low risk for a very high reward. No. If if you lose yeah. if you lose out on Kadarius Tony, you're not gonna you're not gonna ruin your franchise by giving up a third and a sixth, right? You're not gonna give up that. And if he works out, might help your franchise win a Super Bowl. So it's one of those circumstances right there. If he's your sixth wide receiver on the roster at two and a half million, like we said, one point nine million next year, and then two point yeah. five the next year, yeah. <laughs> like he's it, And I wish I remember who it came from. I saw this tweet earlier this week. Uh, they were just theorizing that GMs might see these comp picks that are coming back for players, but especially coaches or front office personnel that go out as bonuses. They're not like necessarily, they're just theorizing. This is no way of fact, but they were just wondering if 
teams aren't taking this compensatory pick for Ryan Poles being hired out as this is part of our draft capital that we're going into you know every year with. This is just a bonus pick to play around with. And if that's the case, if that is a real approach, you know, there's a little bit there too that like, okay, you're just using a bonus pick to, as you guys have said, to get this elite physical talent in the building plus a six round pick. Who cares? One more other bonus. I don't know how much this stuff would be shared. Mike Kafka has a little bit of a relationship with the Chiefs coaching staff, right? He's been out there. He's seen what Kadarius Tony has done. You know, I you would like to think that if it's Great a complete, point. this guy does not care about football, he might give a friend a little heads up that this guy isn't, <laughs> you know, he's very injury prone. He's trying to quit. Because I just feel like Andy might still be able to have that kind of connection with Mike Kafka. So, you know, there's just something that you could feel a little more comfortable knowing that somebody that's been in Kansas City has also seen him as part of that staff. And I'm sure he's not giving inside information, but just that you would hope that would come up if there was an issue there. Right. Again, if you're just now tuning in, the Kansas City Chiefs have reportedly traded for Kadarius Toney, a third round and a sixth round pick. The third round pick is what they got for compensation for Ryan Poles taking the GM job for the Bears. We're breaking it down here on KC Sports Center. Make sure to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button if you are enjoying the show. Also, let us know in the comments your thoughts on this move. I know, Maddie, we kind of hit on it early. I don't know if we've talked about it a whole lot. The Kadarius Tony seems a little injury prone. Uh, we said the best abilities, availabilities, missed 12 games in, in his short career already. He's dealing with, I believe, a hamstring injury. Hasn't practiced for a while. So that's going to be a really big factor, too, is, is getting him healthy. I know the Chiefs have got a good medical staff, so maybe that can help him out as well. And that's what you're hoping for, right? You're hoping that whatever the in, the injury history, whether it's significant, just all soft tissue injuries, whatever it may be, you hope you can get him healthy. You hope that it kind of rejuvenates his, you know, desire. Because I know these again, these were just questions that were written about, and you don't know without knowing them or being in there, you don't know how serious they are. But you hope that he's getting to Kansas City with the right mentality to get healthy, get back on the field, learn this playbook and everything, and get ready to go. Because if he does, if he gets out on the field. At absolute worst, you have one of the more dynamic athletes in all of football. So you just got to get in there, hope that he's healthy. I imagine if he can't pass a physical, the trade gets sent back, right? That's usually how these things are going to work. So you're anticipating him at least a passing the physical. And then now the Chiefs, for at least right now, have a, what, a full week to make sure he's healthy and getting him moving well. They don't have any rush as of now to get him on the field so they can take as long as they need, just as much for the future it is now. Yeah, and you have to look at the the wide receiver market and what we've seen in free agency too and what guys like Byron Pringle got uh, last year. And again, going back to the picks, you're looking at a comp third pick and those are picks after the end of the third round. So it's basically a fourth round pick uh, that the Chiefs are getting and you get into the sixth round after all the comp picks. It's almost like a four and a seven uh, that the Chiefs gave up for him as much as I was looking at as a third. You're looking at the bottom end of the third round, the comp mm -hmm. picks after the third round is over. So again, it's not a third round pick the way that we look at it being a top hundred pick. Um, this is going to be right after the first hundred. So um, yeah, I don't, the more you think about it, I don't think that, you know, this is, there's anything negative that you can take with this move. It's a long-term play with having cost control for two and a half years on a talent like that. And if he works out, you do the fifth year option. But again, looking at some of the wide receiver contracts and, and what have been given out, um, take a chance with that talent, try to develop them, and you've got time. It's not like it's a half-year rental. Right. Uh, one of my lasting memories of Kadarius Tony is him absolutely torching the Missouri Tigers uh, as a Florida <laughs> Gator. So um, I Who am hasn't? fond. <laughs> really? <laughs> We're gonna do that right now. Um, <laughs> but I think that I think that his athleticism, no doubt, if he can get on the field, it's going to be great. I've I found a really good comment here uh, from Pie Desert. What does this mean for Sky Moore's development with Kadarius Tony in the building? Does it have any impact on it? Does it does it impact it at all? I'm curious to what your guys' thoughts are. Um, personally, I don't think it impacts it. Uh, if you look at where Sky Moore's been playing, one, it's been a slow drip. We haven't seen a lot, and right. maybe this means that there will be even less this year. I don't know, but it's not like Kadarius Tony's a super polished, ready to go out there and run routes receivers. Like if there's concerns over Sky Moore knowing when to cut off versus specific coverage, you're going to have the same concerns with Kadarius Tony. That was never his game. He hasn't played enough in the NFL to make that a strength either. And you look at the route Sky Moore runs, 
he's not being utilized in the areas that you would think of for Kadarius Tony, right? He's not, he's running a lot of these deep digs, a lot of slants, a lot of stuff on the backside of these three by one formations. Tony's essentially get the ball in his hands. However you can right now. And that goes more to McColl. So I don't think there's going to be too much crossover there. You might lose a couple snaps on these RPO looks where you're running a bubble, like what we saw to close out um, the Buccaneers game down the stretch where they just threw the ball out to sky more a couple times maybe those, but the overall usage, the two can easily coexist with entirely different skill sets. Yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with sky Moore because sky Moore's ability to get on the field is his trust in Patrick Mahomes that he's going to be in the right place at the right time on their option routes. And to Maddie's point, breaking off, you know, uh, accelerating and decelerating through the ABC and when the ABC windows, you know, at different times and just being in the place that Patrick Mahomes needs his guys to be, that has nothing to do with, um, with Sky Moore versus Kadarius Tony in that kind of way. They have different skill sets. I don't think they'd be utilized in the exact same ways. Um, but yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with Sky Moore outside of maybe the punt return stuff. Um, but Maddie, to your point, it's not like Kadarius Tony has done a lot of this or been really successful with this. I don't think they'd make this move like this for a punt returner right now. This is a talent you could never find. You could you couldn't get in the draft anywhere else, cost controlled, not costing you a lot of money. The guy makes six or eight plays uh, in the regular season, a couple plays in the playoffs and it's a win in and of itself. Yep. Uh, had a comment here too, from Grayson Jaspers. I think it's something we should talk about. Are you guys concerned at all with his character? Hate to bring it up, but there has been rumors about it. I've seen uh, he does have a music career outside of football, which I think is good for people to have something outside of football, which to some people can be a problem. If he's going to go to an organization for career, where if he has quote unquote character issues, it's probably the best organization for him to go to. Um, I don't think that I'm concerned about those at all personally. As long as they don't impact the the play or the practice on the field. And I guess like that's where, and again, it's all rumors. Nothing has been confirmed, but like that was the concerns right. some giant outlets had during the off season was the music career or other off field interests are impacting his work ethic on the field again not confirmed not saying this is true whatsoever but if that starts to come up then yeah then you're obviously concerned but the chiefs feel comfortable enough this is where i go back also to they know kafka if yeah. the giants traded over a guy that's a complete dud that doesn't care to work at all i don't see one of andy's guys like one of his actual guys not giving him a slight heads up that there could be something to be worried about and andy's still signing off on it yeah. andy's known to handle guys with these not specific, but just different backgrounds and stuff like that. So I'm not overly concerned about it at this point. This is where I see if I can articulate this point, Matty, because it's exactly what you just said. I'm going to frame it a different way that this is where Andy yeah. Reed having the relationships across the league that he does matters. And it's not saying that it happened in this scenario, but they don't make a move like this. If they didn't get some sort of confirmation on the, the person that they were bringing into that locker room. And when everyone in the league respects you to the point where you win a Super Bowl and every NFL coach is kind of happy, like Andy Reid got his Super Bowl and I was there when that happened. And the love and the respect for him is very real. And that coaches aren't going to lie. They're going to do what's best for their teams. Absolutely. But for a guy like you, to your point, Mike Kafka, he's going to give Andy the goods. And the Chiefs aren't going to make a move like this, bringing in a player that wasn't vetted or that they weren't comfortable bringing in to their locker room, especially as tight as it is right now. Plus, think about the opportunity. And granted, the Giants have been good. You know, they've, they've turned things around. It's a much better uh, scenario for them. But imagine the opportunity that Kadarius Tony and his agent are now talking about about what he could do in Kansas City with this group and with Patrick Mahomes over the next two and a half years to basically rework the start of his NFL career, which hasn't been great with the Giants. So it's a huge opportunity for him too. And the most important thing for Kadarius Tony is how good is he at Call of Duty and like Warzone? Like, can he be an asset? To Patrick Mahomes, MVS, Juju, Kelsey, whoever else is playing these video games, can he add some value uh, to their squad to get some to get some kills and win some get some dubs levels or whatever? Get some dubs. I don't play. I got some. Yeah, that's that's. I'll give you some poggers. Use that one every now and again. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but I have to tell you about Trade Coffee. And if you've been listening to KCSN you know that we love trade coffee. If you've been getting your coffee from the grocery store and drinking the same coffee every day, I think it's time for you to, to switch things up and it's time to try something even better. 
with Trade Coffee. It's so easy to get fresh roasts delivered to your doorstep from local roasters across the country with Trade Coffee. Trade Coffee is a coffee subscription service that makes it simple for you to discover new coffees and make your best cup of coffee at home every day. No fancy equipment required. That's the best part about Trade. And they partner with some of the nation's top-rated independent roasters to send you coffee they know you'll love. Fresh to your home, on your preferred schedule, and you get to support small businesses. I mean, I'm going to call that a win-win. I think that that's kind of a great cause. You get to support small businesses, get to have great coffee in the process without going out of your way. Double win. That's a win-win-win. And whether you already know what makes what, what you like in your coffee or you're trying to try new specialty coffees and you need some help trade makes it easy and convenient for you to discover new coffees they'll send you ground coffee or whole beans however you prefer it or uh, you can or however you make your coffee at home you can enjoy it with trade coffee they're very good of uh, accommodating to what you like and some of the equipment that you like i've been recently really enjoying cold brewing coffee so i get a uh, ground coarse ground scoop it into my cold brew and i'll put it overnight shake it up a little bit let it steep overnight and i've got me some cold brew coffee that's how i've been really liking to do it we've got a french press they even got k-cup pods that you can like you know the reusable ones they'll ground it up for that so they can do whatever you need them to do at uh, trade coffee and it's it's quite in incredible and whether if you're a coffee aficionado like craig stout is or if you're looking to discover something new trade guarantees you'll love your first bag or they'll send you a new one for free can't get any better about that. I think some of my favorite roasts that I've got from PTs, I've it's getting into the seasonal blends. I, they got one that's apple cinnamon. Stop. I really love uh, seasonal blend coffees, pumpkin, uh, apple cinnamon, peppermint, all of those stuff. I love seasonal flavors, and they hit the nail on the head at PTs Coffee. It's um, brewed, brewed right here, roasted right here in Kansas. So, I mean, can't beat that at all. Here's what you got to do. Here's what you got to do to upgrade your coffee today with Trade Coffee. Let them take the guesswork out of finding your perfect cup. Right now, Trade is offering listeners a total of $30 off your subscription plus free shipping at drinktrade.com slash KCSN. That's drinktrade.com slash KCSN for $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the country. That's drinktrade.com slash KCSN. I've got something pulled up here. Uh, and, and it might be kind of fun for us to watch. This is probably, I think, Kadarius Tony's best game in the NFL, 189-yard game uh, from 2021. He played – this is every catch from it. Shout out to the NFL uh, for this video. Every single catch that he's had in, in, his, in his best game that he had as an NFL player. Uh, so some fun stuff going on here uh, with, with Tony. Maybe not the best first play. Uh, but well, I, I mentioned why wow, it is. The punt I mentioned the punt return stuff from the senior bowl that year. He was also the best quarterback there. I, I will say he had the best <laughs> arm out of any of the quarterbacks of the senior bowl the year that he was down there. This is a great catch right here. Um, I remember watching this one live and he, the, his body control and adjustment here, fighting through contact, being able to come down with that ball inbounds, pretty impressive. Nice catch over the contact. middle. You're taking uh, taking a hit, you know, see him catch the ball. Trying to find Do we know his height and weight? Do we know his size? I can pull it up. 5'11, 195 ish. It's not bad. Just pulled it up. I'll pull it back. I'll pull back up his draftable chart because it was, yeah, 5'11, almost six foot, um, 193, 98 percentile Look at that. Can we play that one again, Tucker? Because that's a quick little, that's, that's very much a, and I'm not making a comparison of players, but we talked about this a lot. We talked about it on Outside the Trenches today about with Tyreek, how he could just take a simple five-yard catch and pick up 25, 30 yards. And that's the kind of explosiveness Ooh. that you're seeing from this play right here. <laughs> that's why we talked about Patrick Mahomes maybe had to work a little harder this year because he couldn't just throw a quick pass to Tyreek Hill and he runs yeah. for nine yards. Um, everything's They've had to work a little bit harder for, you know, to be the number one scoring offense again in the NFL this year, but... Uh, it's a third and four as well, uh, being able to make that happen on a, th oh. a third down play. So yeah. this year, this is something That's the Chiefs the have done with Juju Smith-Schuster. But instead of being a 30-yard gain, it's a 12-yard gain because he's you know not as fast, but he's physical and hard yep. to bring down. So they've been running those type of plays with him. Tony just brings an entirely different level of athleticism to that. Oh, he just ran right past there. Trevon, Trevon Diggs. Yeah. Yep. Like, and the stutter step right around. Here's another. should be a good one here, judging by the angles. It's a skill set that you're not going to find from a player in the third round. Like, right. 
And, and we just talked about it, like if essentially a, a fourth round pick, top half of the fourth round. So, yeah, so I like, mean, if this is a player you're going to get consistently day in and day out, right? Like this 100% the trade's worth it. If you're getting this guy, I and mean, I know this is best game, so you can't expect it all the time, but some of these things, if you're just getting one to two of these plays that we're seeing in here, here's a wildcat quarterback. You're getting these plays that you Oof. see. Nice finish to the run. Maybe, maybe Andy Reid saw that play and said, Hey, hang on. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, you're just hoping you get a couple of these, get them in the open field. I mean, look at that play right there it goes for 10 extra yards and it should have. And 10 extra mm-hmm. yards and it would with any player on the Chiefs offense right now. So, like, if yeah. you get this guy, if he's healthy and you get this guy, then yeah, the fourth ish round pick and seventh round pick for this Oof. kind of stuff makes a lot of sense. Like, it, it really will work. You just have to hope that he can get on the field get to this point and then the chiefs find the right ways, which you trust Andy Reid to do so to utilize him in that. And in those we instances, we don't need to watch Saquon Barkley rookie highlights. Uh, <laughs> Made me sad. Maybe we do. Um, no, I, I'll find some more highlights that we can watch uh, of Kadarius Tony, maybe some college stuff uh, as well, but that was his best game. 189 yards. I want to say in, in that game. So he had himself a day against, um, the Dallas Cowboys, which not a slouch of a defense either. Um, going with you, you saw digs in a lot of those those plays as well. So, uh, yeah, look looking good for Kadarius Tony. When you can get him on the field, that seems to be the best. If you're just now watching, thank you for tuning in and uh, make sure to hit that like, hit that subscribe button. Chiefs trade for Giants wide receiver Kadarius Tony. They trade a third and a sixth, the third round comp pick for Ryan Poles. We talked about basically a fourth yeah. rounder, so we've already Matty worked that o- down. I wonder what you guys are going to be talking about on the lab tonight. He's got the KC laboratory going, yeah, going live tonight. Potential to defensive sure. players to add? No, no. Uh, yeah, we'll obviously be, <laughs> hopefully with the time here between, get to go back through and look at uh, look at Kadarius Tony and just kind of see, you know, how he grew at, with his first year in the league. He hasn't played much this year, but, you know, as a rookie, what did he look like? How different was it than what we saw at college? Because, you know, there was, he definitely had some questions coming out of college about where he, what he would look like as a receiver, see if he kind of improved on those. We just saw in those highlights there, like he's clearly a great athlete, even at the NFL level. So what does that just kind of, you know, how does it all look like? So yeah, I imagine that will come up tonight on the uh, KZ laboratory. <laughs> yes, indeed. And that will be at 8 PM central daylight time. Uh, you can find the KC laboratory here on this same uh, YouTube channel. Make sure that you subscribe so you can find that channel. We're going to have more content coming out as well. I got KCS an updated conversation with Sports Radio 810's Joshua Briscoe. We focus a little bit more on the defensive ends after the Robert Quinn trade. So don't worry. We talk about the defensive end side and who the Chiefs could possibly go after. Uh, that will be up soon on the YouTube channel. BJ, you got something? Yeah, I just wanted to add this because we talked earlier about, you know, the the contract $1.9 million next year, two and a half million dollars in 2024. This was last off season. I'm just going to run through some names real quick. And these were some of the contracts given out to free agent wide receivers. So if you don't bring him in, you're losing everybody except for again, Marquez Valdez, Scantling and sky Moore being the only receivers that you had under contract beyond this year. So you're looking at contracts like this to get a guy in free agency, unless you're counting on the draft. I think we can all assume you're not getting a talent like that in the fourth round, basically the fourth round in the draft. Christian Kirk, $18 million a year. DJ Shark, $10 million a year. Cedric Wilson, $7.35 million a year. Zay Jones, $8 million a year. Mike Williams, $20 million a year. Michael Gallup, $11.5 million a year. Braxton Berrios, Six million dollars a year. My guy. Russell Gage, ten million dollars a year. Like it, the wide receiver contracts for free agency. Granted, love those guys. Like get paid, get your money. Great. But from a roster composition standpoint, would you rather have Kadarius Tony under contract for two and a half years for a total of less than five million dollars, <laughs> or give Braxton Berrio six million dollars a year? And, yeah. Or any of those other guys, like. Michael Gallup, 11 and a half million. Cedric Wilson, 7.3. Like, this is a very low risk, high reward type move. Just more context to that. Absolutely. No, it is. And I think it also goes back to its similar concept as the Chiefs trading for Melvin Ingram last year after not wanting to pay him as much as the Steelers did in the offseason. Different positions, a little bit different situations, but when you're considering the amount of money being spent, it might be more worth it to use the draft capital to acquire a player on that, that much money 
than it would be just yeah. to straight up pay them that much money in the offseason, especially in years where you're going to have some extra draft picks. Because while the Chiefs don't have a ton of picks now, 10 isn't a ton, it's still a couple extra. And I mean, you can't, you, what are you going to do with 12 picks in an NFL draft? You can't get 12 new players to make an NFL roster, especially right. one that's good. You're already going to use them anyway for something getting them using two of them for a player of this talent who's still only i believe 23 maybe 24 years old right now like there's there's a lot worse things you can do with a third and a sixth round pick going into the next season absolutely a lot of a lot of uh, questions in here like this one from 88 uh flexing with about 3.2 mil left is that enough for sue or do you think there's a defensive move coming it would be interesting to see what the Chiefs do with uh, the remaining cap space. They have made some cap space with some moves that they've made. I think I saw uh, Matt Derrick made a tweet about, you know, Frank Clark missing those two games frees up almost, uh, I think it was 80 or 800,000 worth of game checks mm -hmm. for them to be able to use this year too. So a little bit of a gift to the Chiefs front office there. Um, so I'm going to be interested to see what they do. I don't, again, Maddie, as, as we mentioned already, don't anticipate or expect anything <laughs> to happen from the Chiefs, but right. that seems like when they seem to do something is when you least expect it. Yeah, and that's that's where we're kind of at right now. I think um, there's a couple you know rumors and tweets floating around that the Chiefs might not be done, but I mean no one's going to say they are done entirely. Right. So yeah. not expecting any more moves. I just my eyes are definitely on McCole Hardman. I'm just intrigued to see if they're going to keep everyone together. And or they're not. I'm not saying they should move away from McCole Hardman right now. You don't know if Tony's healthy, doesn't know the offense. McCole coming off a great game. Do you really want to lose that guaranteed success on those plays and the timing and everything that goes involved? But also, he's coming up on a contract year. If you don't plan on having him back next year, what's the return coming? If Kadarius Tony went for a third and a six, what is McCole Hardman going for? He's been significantly more productive in the NFL. He doesn't have the same contract benefit but he's been more productive in the NFL. It's just, I am interested to see if there is another move that follows something like that, because it might just make a little bit more sense in the grand scheme of things. If they get a little bit more investment coming back or capital. My guess is people that don't like this move were dead set on Brian Burns or a defensive player, yeah. or just it kind of surprised them. Be like, wait, what are you talking about? But the more, yeah, the more you step back and look at it and you look at the contract, you look at the wide receiver market, you look at who's under contract for the chiefs at wide receiver, all the stuff that we've been talking about it starts to make a whole lot more sense. And again, anyone who isn't a fan of this move, the first time he gets an open space or takes a five yard catch and runs for 40 yards, you're like, all right, like, all right, I'm into this now. Like I'm good. Right. You gave Patrick Mahomes another weapon and a skill set that they don't really have right now is even though McColl and him still fast explosive players to different, it's a different level uh, with both those guys and they can use them in different ways. So uh, I think it makes all the sense in the world. And to Tucker's point, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. We're going to have plenty more content. Lab guys will be going live tonight, uh, breaking everything down. Uh, we'll have Derek Johnson, the chief's all-time leading tackler. will be joining us for video tomorrow, breaking out some of the cover zero that we've seen from Steve Spagnuolo and uh, the defense over the course of the season. So we'll have DJ, Mike DeVito, and Craig Stout will be breaking down the defense. A lot of really cool content we've got going on here at KC Sports Network. About 17 months old as a company. We appreciate everybody um, who's been watching and supporting what we've got going on. Absolutely. I want to I wanna talk about one more thing before we get out here. Jordan <laughs> Schultz hopped on the Pat McAfee show, said the Chiefs wanted one more weapon, and there's a chance uh, Kadarius Tony plays next weekend. Um, so that's also something uh, to keep your eye on. He uh, quote tweeted Pat McAfee's tweet with his clip on his show said, definitely worth noting that the chiefs loved Kadarius Tony coming out of the draft felt like he was super electric talent that Patrick Mahomes would maximize that speed next to Mahal Hardman is yet another layer for DCs to scheme for again, just goes back to our point that maybe, maybe Andy Reid just wanted another toy to play with, wanted to do something else. He saw that he saw that wildcat play that he did at the giants and said, let's do some of that. Imagine, imagine him doing some of that. That'd be fun. Well, and I, and I think that's what it is, right? Like I, it's almost being used as a little bit diminishing to say a McCole Hardman like role, because as a receiver, that's a lot of that. It's pinned on jet sweeps and behind the line of scrimmage, you know, create, you know, uh, manufactured touches and stuff like that. But that's still a part of the offense. It shouldn't be looked down upon guys that can maximize that. And McCole Hardman has been great at that for the chiefs. Kadarius Tony is a better athlete than McCole Hardman is. He's a more electric, he's a more dynamic player than McCole Hardman. That's not a knock on Hardman, it's just that's how good of an athlete Tony is. So even if it is just manufactured stuff, you take what McCole Hardman's been able to do in this office. This is all going forward. This isn't this year. This is all just in the future. You take all those same touches and give it to a more dynamic player, 
you know, you're still getting a very productive player, potentially even more. And that's not even anything to do with getting him in the the wide receiver room and learning from these guys and seeing how he develops as like, you know, an actual route runner and receiver. So there's plenty of potential there. It's just, there's definitely some causes for concern. And I think BJ nailed it to it. People that are upset, myself that were a little included or more confused than upset, were probably more on the line of, I think a defensive end would go a lot farther of helping this team than another wide receiver would. So seeing day two compensation come out for a wide receiver, one that isn't exactly a polished wide receiver, it's just more of a weapon, is something that gave a little bit of pause right away. But as you start to talk through it and think about it, the move makes a lot of sense, not just for this year, what no matter what happens, but also moving forward. Yeah, there's a much higher likely scenario that sometime later in the regular season or in the playoffs, one of the play-by-play goes or color analysts goes, how the hell did the Chiefs get this guy on this yeah. team? Like, how did they pull this off? I think that's a much higher scenario than anything else that could happen. And you just watch his highlights and uh, doesn't have as much space as uh, Patrick Mahomes and crew, uh, Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy and Nagy and all those guys can get him and scheme him open. And I'm not surprised that he can play in a week and a half. You can package plays. He's run a screen before. You know, he's taken – you can run uh, some package plays that they've got for him to, to mix him in. But, uh, yeah, this is, this is an exciting thing. But, yeah, I think more people are just confused than anything. But, yeah, you break it all down, it makes all sense in the world. Yeah, I think so too. And we started this episode with Maddie and I hopped on here. We were, I told Maddie, I said, I'm a little confused by this, but I, at the end of it, I hope that you guys are the same way and you guys have made, made a little bit more sense of it. A lot of people in the chat talking about his health. I know it's a big issue. Uh, best abilities, availability. I've said that probably four times already on this show. Love to see him get healthy. Love to see him play. A lot of people, uh, you know, it saying that he didn't want to play for the giants. Maybe he didn't. There was a new regime in there. Not the, not the same guys that drafted him. That could, that could be a big difference. Maybe getting to a spot where he actually wants to be, can be good uh, for everyone involved. I think it could be for everyone involved. And so I'm very positive about one of the best offensive coaches in NFL history and the highest scoring offense in the league, like with the best quarterback to ever play. So yeah, I think it's a good opportunity for him. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Uh, before we get out of here, make sure you hit that like, hit that subscribe button. We've got all kinds of content uh, gearing you up for the trade deadline on November the 1st. Maddie was going to be live with uh, Craig Stout, Kent Swanson tonight at 8 p.m. Central Daylight Time. They are going to be talking more about this move and uh, a, a lot of other things going on with the Chiefs. They don't have a game this week, so it's not a game preview episode. I almost said it was a game preview episode, but I forgot the Chiefs are on a bye week so we can fully focus on every move that the Chiefs make from now until November the 1st. I've got a conversation on KCSN Daily with uh, Joshua Briscoe about the kind of diving deeper into the defensive end situation, kind of the market out there, what the Chiefs could do, what they could move around asset-wise, and if you know they, we want to see them move some assets for a defensive end out there. So we got all kinds of content gearing up for you, getting you ready for the bye week. So final thoughts, gentlemen. Who wants to go first? I'll do it. Yeah, I'll, I'll wrap it up. Um, I think... I'm still trying to wrap my head entirely around the move, right? Like if it's a move for the future, I think it makes a lot of sense. I would have preferred the chiefs to do a little bit more, something that helped the team a little bit more this year. Like I'm not going to sugarcoat that. I think a defensive end would help this team a lot more than any wide receiver that was likely going to be moved right now. But for the future, if you're looking ahead, the move makes a lot of sense, low risk, high reward. It's the type of player that Andy Reid throughout his entire career has maximized. So there's no better place for a guy of this skill set than with Andy Reid. I 100% get the logic. I have talked myself into the capital traded form. While I still don't love it, not being as bad as I just initially thought off the rip. So I'm just kind of in a wait and see mode at this point in time for it. Don't love it. Don't hate it. But I think a lot of it makes sense. Yeah, I don't think it's an either or. I don't think it's they traded for Gadarius Tony, so they're obviously then not going to make a move on the defensive side. That could happen. And if it's anything like outside the trenches, the second we end this show, there'll be another trade <laughs> for a defensive for a defensive player. But uh, I don't think it's an either or. I think it is a big picture, long term type move. It's just we're all thinking in the short term. We're thinking the here and now. The trade deadline's coming up. Not thinking who's under contract. You know all the things that we've been talking about since the the show began. But um, I'm into it. I mean, obviously, Andy Reid's going to have a plan for him, and you get that skill set in space. As long as he puts the ball in his hands, I think he's going to make enough plays that warrant um, the compensation given up for him, both financially and then as far as the draft capital. Um, but, yeah, we'll see if they add anything else to the defensive side. To your point, Matty, be surprised if they didn't uh, do something defensively now that it looks like they're kind of thinking that way. But if not, um, just puts more on Steve Spagnuolo to keep uh, 
getting creative and and dialing some stuff up to get some pressures. Still have about three. It's obviously hard to tell how much cap space they obviously have. These are all just our best guesstimations of uh, over $3 million in cap space for them to still spin and mess around with. We'll be interested to see what they do. Chiefs trade for Giants wide receiver Kadarius Tony. They gave up a third round pick, which really is close to a fourth round pick because it's in the comp round of the third round and a sixth round pick as well. Matt. BJ, thank you for joining me uh, in, in talking about uh, this this pick, this live reaction show. Thank you, everyone, for watching all the way until the end. We appreciate everybody. Make sure to like and subscribe uh, to the channel because we've got a bunch of content waiting for you there as well. So uh, we'll go live the next time the Chiefs make another surprising move, so make sure you stay tuned as well. So we will talk to you later.